Thanks for tuning in. One of the things that makes Outcasting and its related programming possible is financial support from listeners like you. Please visit us at outcastingmedia.org and click on support to make your tax-deductible contribution. Thanks. Hello and welcome to The Game Show, Outcasting's LGBTQ plus game show, where we discuss the news, LGBTQ facts, and more. The format is very simple. Each contestant has prepared three questions on three separate topics and will take turns posing and discussing these questions with the other contestant. The person who correctly answers the most questions or cracks the best jokes is the official Outcasting Supreme Leader of LGBTQ Facts and Puns. This edition of Outcasting's Game Show is a smackdown between Isha and me, Rose. So Isha, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I just had some bubble tea and it's time for me to redeem myself. You won last time, so I'm just trying to make a comeback today. Good luck with that. I've got some pretty hard questions for you. Uh Uh-oh. So Isha, why don't you get us started? Yep, let's get into it. There's a prominent televangelist, Andrew Womack, who's the founder of Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College based in Colorado Springs. He recently made the claim that being LGBT is three times worse than smoking. We know that televangelists as a group are probably not the most sympathetic towards LGBTQ people. And that wasn't all he said about LGBTQ people. What else did this famous televangelist Andrew Womack say? Was it A, minors should be prohibited from being LGBT, B, LGBT people should have a warning label across their foreheads, C, LGBT people should go into rehab, or D, being LGBT should be regulated by the government? Hmm, that's a pretty tricky question. I don't think it's A because I feel like they wouldn't want just minors to be prohibited from being LGBT. I feel like they would want everyone to be prohibited from being LGBT. And B does seem extreme, but it also does seem like the kind of thing, like they might want people to have warning labels. C seems really likely because if he's comparing it to smoking, like when people have serious smoking addictions, they can go into rehab. And D... I don't think they would want being LGBT to be regulated by the government because I think they would want it to just be prohibited. So I'm going to go with C, that LGBT people should go into rehab. The answer was actually B. LGBT people should have a warning label across their foreheads. Really? I was hoping it wouldn't be that one because it seems super extreme. Yeah, I totally agree. Warning labels are normally put on things that are toxic or hazardous. And it makes it seem like they're threats to the community when in reality they're just trying to live their lives. All right, well, I'm not starting off strong with the first question, but here is my first question. A 14-year-old boy named Charles Gallo was kicked out of his home for being gay, something, of course, that happens far too often. Fortunately, he was subsequently adopted by two dads, and he testified before Congress in support of a proposed law. What was the proposed law? Was it a law that would... A. Make parents criminally liable if they kick their children out of their homes based on their sexual orientation or gender identity. B. Prohibit federally funded adoption and foster agencies from discriminating against parents on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. C. Mandate an LGBTQ history unit in the American education system. Or D, require foster agencies to place children who identify as LGBTQ in homes headed by same-sex couples or families who can demonstrate that they're supportive of LGBTQ people. 
Wow, these are some tough answer choices, but I think I'm going to have to straight up eliminate C because I don't see how mandating an LGBTQ history unit really pertains to this case. I think that for this case, A seems like the best choice because Charles was kicked out for being gay. So my final answer choice is A. That's a really good guess, but the correct answer is actually B. The law that Charles testified in support of is the Equality Act, and it would prohibit federally funded adoption and foster agencies from discriminating against parents on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. As of the time that we are recording this, it is still being considered, but it is important because LGBTQ youth are overrepresented in the foster care system, specifically because families kick them out. Yeah, no, this bill seems super important just because if parents are discriminated against in adopting children based on their sexual orientation and or their gender identity, that means that these LGBTQ children in the foster care system are less likely to be placed in accepting homes. I agree. It honestly seems like a really harmful system. Yeah, and I mean, I've heard so much about the foster care system and how awful it is in the United States, and so I can't even imagine what it would be like to be LGBTQ, to be kicked out of your home because you are LGBTQ, then to be put into the foster care system, and finally to be placed in a home that doesn't support you or your LGBTQ identity. Definitely. Okay, Isha, the score is now no points for you and none for me. We're tied with nothing. Let's go on to your second question. Hopefully one of us can make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rose. Ever since a COVID pandemic hit in the late winter of 2020, LGBTQ people in the U.S. have been more prone than non-LGBTQ people to lose their jobs and face financial insecurity. There is no significant data on the correlation between being LGBTQ and facing poverty in other countries. But there are many reports by LGBTQ people abroad claiming to have lost their jobs and homes. Governments and multilateral aid agencies, for example, the World Bank, the UN, and USAID, have made responses to the need for expanding economic opportunities for LGBTQ people. What have their responses included? A. They don't see the need for expanding the economic opportunities for LGBTQ people. B. They recognize the need to expand the economic opportunities for LGBTQ people, but must get sufficient funding to do so but haven't done it yet. C. On average, each year, they plan on allocating at least 5% of their funds to economically empowering LGBTQ people. Or D. They don't have the ability to expand the economic opportunities for specific groups of people. Hmm, that's a tough question. While I think it would be really nice for it to be C, allocating funds, I don't think it is. I think that's a little too optimistic. And I think A and D are both really similar. So I'm going to go with B, that they recognize the need but haven't gotten the funding yet. Yes, so you are right. The answer is B. They recognize the need to expand the economic opportunities for LGBTQ people but must get sufficient funding to do so but haven't done it yet. Well, I think it's certainly good that they recognize the need, but I think they really should get started with finding significant funding because if they just sit around and do nothing, nothing's going to change and nothing's going to happen. I mean, there are local organizations and people that are helping LGBTQ people in need, but we really need these governments and multilateral aid agencies to financially step up and help. But also, I guess it's good to know that these agencies and governments are not fully opposed to helping LGBTQ people, and they just need funding, so hopefully they can actually live up to what they're saying. I guess it's just a matter of waiting now and seeing what happens. So now we're up to my second question. Are you ready, Isha? I think so. We talked a few moments ago about the Equality Act and how it would prevent foster agencies from discriminating against same-sex parents, among other things. 
As of when we're recording this, the Equality Act has passed the House of Representatives and is supported by President Biden, but has not yet passed the Senate. It would address anti-LGBTQ discrimination in a number of areas. Which of the following would the Equality Act not address? A. Discrimination against LGBTQ people in housing. B. Discrimination in credit. C. Discrimination in education. Or D. Discrimination in jury service. I think I remember reading an article about how the Equality Act addresses discrimination against LGBTQ people in housing, and so I don't think that the answer can be A. In terms of education and jury service, I think because those are regulated by the government, they cannot discriminate against people who are LGBTQ. And so I think my answer is going to be B, discrimination credit, because this is done by private companies. That is a really good guess, and I liked your process of elimination. It was actually a trick question. The correct answer is none of them, because the Equality Act would cover all of them. Wow, that's amazing to hear, but you really got me there. Yeah, it's really cool. The Equality Act would protect LGBTQ and gender nonconforming people from discrimination based on their gender identity and or sexual orientation. I hope that it goes through. Okay, Isha, you still have no points, but I have one. How about your next question? Okay. On June 8th, the Jacksonville Transit Authority in Florida displayed rainbow-colored lights on a local bridge for Pride Month. Similar lighting displays have made throughout the year for occasions like St. Patrick's Day, Christmas, Autism Awareness, and the NFL Draft. The governor of Florida is a Republican who supports Donald Trump. He also signed a bill barring trans kids from participating in school sports. So he's another guy we probably wouldn't call supportive of LGBTQ people. What was his response to the bridge being lit in pride colors? Was it A, he said no celebratory lights should be allowed for safety reasons. B, he said the lights could stay up, but to make things equal, the government would put a toll on the bridge to donate to anti-LGBTQ groups. C, he ordered the lights taken down because they were out of compliance with the relevant permit. Or D, he ordered that the bridge display red, white, and blue lights for Flag Day. Ooh, that's a tricky one. I feel like it could possibly be A, that he wouldn't allow the lights because the safety reasons, because while he did allow them for others, since he seems so openly anti-LGBTQ, it would make sense that he would be against them and like make up an excuse. I think B, I don't really know that he would be able to believe that the government would donate to anti-LGBTQ groups. I feel like it's definitely something that could happen, but I feel like it's something they would want to avoid doing because it would cause a lot of unrest. And C, I don't think he would have them being taken down because they were out of compliance with the relevant permit because then he wouldn't have allowed the other lights to be lit up. But that is kind of similar to A. And D, I also feel it could be possible that he would want to display the red, white, and blue lights. But... I think A seems like the most likely, so that's my final answer. So the answer was actually C. He ordered the lights taken down because they were out of compliance with the relevant permit, and he did this just one day after the lights were put up. Hmm, and it's very interesting that he allowed them for the other days, but not for Pride Month. I mean, through his actions, he's just showing that he's a total hypocrite. I agree, and like, blatantly so. He's not even being subtle about it. All right, well, let's move on to my final question. Reader's Digest compiled a list of 25 inspiring LGBTQ quotes. Which of the following was not one of the quotes? 
Is it A, why is it that as a culture we are more comfortable seeing two men holding guns than holding hands? B, nature made a mistake, which I have corrected. I am now your daughter. C, never underestimate what can happen when you agree to go on a date with a cute guy from South Bend, Indiana. Or D, we need in every community a group of angelic troublemakers. Our power is in our ability to make things unworkable. The only weapon we have is our bodies, and we need to tuck them in places so wheels don't turn. I'm not even sure how to go about answering this question. I mean, I don't even think I have a process that I'm going to use to answer this. I think my best bet is just to randomly choose, and so I think I'm going to have to go with B. Nature made a mistake, which I've corrected. I am now your daughter. Isha, I'm really sorry to say this, but this is actually another trick question, and all of the answers are correct. Oh my god, you really got me today. (laughs) I did. So the first quote, Why is it as a culture we are more comfortable seeing two men holding guns than holding hands, is a quote from Ernest Gaines, a popular American author. And B, Nature made a mistake, which I have corrected. I am now your daughter was a quote from Christine Jorgensen, a transgender woman who was one of the first people to have gender reassignment surgery. Then C, never underestimate what can happen when you agree to go on a date with a cute guy from South Bend, Indiana, is a quote from Chastin Buttigieg, the husband of Pete Buttigieg, the first out gay person confirmed by the Senate to a cabinet position. He's the Secretary of Transportation. And finally, D, We need in every community a group of angelic troublemakers. Our power is in our ability to make things unworkable. The only weapon we have is our bodies, and we need to tuck them in places so wheels don't turn, was a quote from Bayard Rustin, an African-American civil rights activist who was also a leader in the gay rights movement. He would later be awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom after his death. Wow, those are some cool quotes. Yeah, I thought they were super interesting. Alright, the final score is Isha 0 and me 1, with trick questions. Hmm, even though I lost again, it wasn't the most fair game, but I'll let you have it. I think you're right about that, but I think you did a really good job and probably would have done a little better if there weren't trick questions. (laughs) Maybe. Well, I guess we'll have to see until the next game, whenever that may be, who will be the winner that time. Yup. So Isha, thanks for playing the game show with me today. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun, especially with your trick questions. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this edition of the Outcasting Game Show, please make your tax-deductible contribution today. We can't do programs like this without your support. To make your donation, please visit us at outcastingmedia.org. Thanks.